It's DTS-163. We revisit the Edge Magazine article for a couple last little tidbits and hints. The preload dates for Destiny 2 have been announced, and we are just three weeks away from launch. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny, the show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. My name is BBK Dragoon, and I'm joined, as always, by my good co-host, Diddy, who got to play with some puppy poodles this weekend. <laughs> Poodle puppies. Yeah. Boom. Absolutely. What was it like? It was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, we are getting a second standard poodle puppy in September, later September, so I'll have some time to play some Destiny 2 before uh, I have to train a new dog. Um, they're about five, five weeks old now. Um, and so we went down, we did a road trip over to where they are, and I uh, got to play with them, do some social socialization, and uh, introduce Flynn, who is our current two-year-old, almost, standard poodle, uh, to the puppies. So that was really exciting. Nice, man. That's really cool. And you guys will know about that puppy in, like, the next couple of months, right? Yes, absolutely. So there's uh, five in the litter, and we don't know which one we're getting exactly. We've got to, uh, the breeder we're going through likes to do um, personality testing to, you know, say oh this dog's gonna be really good for therapy or for agility or for hunting that that kind of thing and we want to get a good personality that matches flynn's so that they can play together because we don't want them to hate each other right out of the gate because that would not be good for our household but uh no yeah we'll we'll know in just a few weeks actually you want harmonious animals in the diddy (laughs) abode you don't want to have any sort of conflict so i'm glad they're taking it super seriously and i hope it goes really well this week, pretty dry with Destiny news, to be honest. This is the calm before the storm. Bungie's going to be traveling to Gamescom. I imagine we're going to see probably one new trailer from Gamescom. I don't think there'll be any giant announcement. I still don't think we're going to see anything about raids until post-launch. But maybe they'll announce a new game mode or show off trials. or just. I think they'll just maybe one last carrot before launch. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you in that same boat. Definitely no new major announcements. I'm thinking... Um, I, the only thing I can really think of that would be really, really awesome, cinematic trailer. I mean, that would be really easy to, you know, kind of rekindle the hype train and uh, really focus us towards uh, what we're going to expect because, you know, obviously probably going to see some PC gameplay playable on the floor or maybe. Yeah, they're taking the homecoming mission with them. Did you see yeah. the PC open beta trailer that came out this week? It was in the TWAB. I did, yeah. New map. That looks, it looks good. New abilities. Oh, man, it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, Destiny 2 on PC is a that is a high point for me. I've been playing a lot of PC shooters here probably the last four months, and it's going to be a rough transition, Diddy, going back to 30 FPS PS4 for the month in between. <laughs> yeah. So I am. It does look good. It's one of the better looking PC shooters I've ever seen. So I'm just fingers crossed the performance is rock solid, and the hybrid peer to peerness doesn't get muckied up by some sort of shenanigans. So, with that said, why don't we dive into the news? Why don't we start with this week at Bungie Diddy, and then we'll talk about the Edge Magazine article. Uh, actually, preload dates are probably the most pressing thing we should announce. So when can players expect to preload Destiny 2? If you're on the Xbox, you can start preloading August 22nd, so that's actually this week. And yep. if you're on the PlayStation, August 31st is going to be those Indeed. preload dates for you. Now, don't forget, it launches September 6th, which is a Wednesday, three weeks from now. 
and uh, that's exciting. You and I both commented, Wednesday's weird. We're always used to Tuesday <laughs> releases. I wonder if they're going to switch launches from this point forward to Wednesdays. Do you think? Like DLC content? You know, I'm trying to think of it from a networking and server perspective because all of Destiny 1 was Tuesday, so maybe they didn't want yeah. to put it all on that same day. So it's uh, definitely possible that we see a Wednesday uh, reset in the world because Whoa. you know, kind of keep the, the Tuesday reset to Destiny 1, kind of just keep the server load uh, even. But uh, maybe they're just saying, yeah, we wanted to do Friday, but we'll just give it to them a couple days early because it's ready. Yep. And for the Xbox One users, they say early in the week, even though August 22nd is sort of a good rough estimate date, it might be a day or two delayed depending on how the Xbox store updates. I know that the Windows store can be really weird about how it deploys content. Like with Halo Wars 2, Diddy, they'll announce a new DLC leader who's coming out sometime today, but they never know when he's actually publishing mm -hmm. on the store for people. So sometimes it can take like an extra 10 to 12 hours. So something yeah. that Microsoft so, needs to fix on the back end or change. Yeah, but. so Bungie can push it to Microsoft uh, out and they're like, yep, it's in their court. Whenever they flip the switch, it'll be there. So mm -hmm. ballpark it. <laughs> and remember on the PlayStation, if you have other apps open or suspended, it slows down the actual preload times like it takes longer to install games just because you're diverting resources mm. away i'm not sure how it all works but uh, if you just really want to dive deep on it let the ps4 do its thing and don't be running other apps or have them suspended at the same time as you are downloading all right this week at bungie diddy other than that pc open beta trailer we learned that the folks from bungie are heading over to gamescom think of this like the european version of e3 and Blizzard always has a fairly big presence here, and we've heard hints that Destiny will be nearby or hanging out with some of the Blizzard folks. They are going to be taking, I can't remember, like I know Homecoming for the PC is going to be playable, and I think Control will be playable on the console side of things. Hmm. Um, other than that, I'm not sure what they'll be doing on the floor, but if you're going to Gamescom, we would love to see some pictures from that show floor. We wish you a good time. It's supposed to be a ton of fun. And a lot of announcements come at this point in the year, especially for games that are releasing like that November holiday time frame. So PAX is coming up also, Diddy, and we have a good friend who's going to be heading out to PAX as well. And we'll be talking with Aviators on a future show about his journey there. PAX West is happening just like a week or two before launch for Destiny 2. I think it's like, what, 10 days, something like that, Diddy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's right before Destiny 2 launch. I think last time they had some pretty cool swag, like the foam hunter knives that sold out yeah. in like a hot minute, right? <laughs> yeah, those were really awesome. Didn't get to grab one. Mm -mm. Destiny Companion app is getting an update on August 23rd, and this is a good time for us to announce kind of what we did with the clan. So those of you who are in the Destiny the show, the clan, we thank you very much. We have been full at capacity on the Xbox side since year one, and the PlayStation uh, side of things has, I think, 60 members. It'll probably be a little bit bigger as nice. Diddy and I swap over to the PS4 as, as well as many of our friends. But migrating forward, clans have to change. Bungie's changing a lot of stuff for Destiny 2 clans. So what we had to do was turn Destiny the show, keep it the group that it is, so we have many members outside of the clan still within the group, but come August 23rd, you will no longer see Destiny the Show under your name tag if you're playing Destiny. That is a normal part of what's going on in the back end for the clan migrations and the changes. Don't panic. As soon as we are allowed to re-enable the clan, we have the clan names reserved. 
but as soon as we can re-enable the clan under the new Destiny 2 clan feature set, we will do so. And if you would like to be a part of the clan, we will announce it on the show when, you know, it's available for you to go back to the group, click request to join, and we can approve your request. So, all right, Diddy, that was a long talk. Disseminate and and fill in the gaps where I I fell through. Yeah, exactly. So we are choosing to remain as a group. uh, And what that happens is it actually removes the clan roster. So we have no clan except for just the name. And then they'll re-enable it once the migration happens, basically from think of it like you're upgrading your Windows XP machine to a Windows 7 machine or Windows 10, whatever. It's just a different back end, right? To kind of make Mm -hmm. things run a little bit smoother. Uh, and then once that happens, we'll re-enable it, and you'll be able to rejoin the clan. A good place to also follow us would be on our Discord as well. We'll be announcing actual like links. Hey, you need can, you can go here and yeah. join the clan there. So that's discord.me slash destiny the show. Join the Discord, wait for an announcement there, and uh, yeah, join up. I mean, we'll we'll be able to uh, host up to 100 members, uh, like they said, on each console. So there you go. Yeah. And if there are new admin tools that they're going to be giving us, we're going to ensure that players are a bit more active. In the yes. past, we've had many members in the Xbox set of things who played a lot during year one and then didn't really play any in year two or maybe dropped off in Rise of Iron. And we want to keep active players involved in the clan so that when you boot it up and you need somebody to run the Nightfall with, we want to foster the community where you can just send an invite right in that clan roster to somebody or a message and have them be online enough for that to occur. So yep, hopefully exactly. those tools are going to be there and... Yeah, we get to start a PC clan as well come October. I'm really excited, man. The companion app changes are all pretty, um, like the cosmetic looks really nice, but I didn't deep dive into this, so I think we can talk about it when we actually have our hands on it after yeah. the 23rd. So I think that is everything from this week at Bungie. Why don't we head back, Diddy, into the Edge Magazine article. We talked about it on the show last week, gave a lot of information about Destiny 2, Lots of campaign spoilers that we're not going to be going into in this current segment of the show. That's something both you and I and I think the listeners want to experience for themselves. But why don't we run through some of the things that we missed or the additional details that came out this week? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, we definitely want to thank the, the Reddit user who posted these extra dish, uh, extra details. That's uh, Aslac1899. And uh, just a few more details diving into the topics we talked about last week. Now, we, we may reiterate some information, but there's just actual specific sentences here uh, that were provided. Uh, now, in terms of the weapon system, obviously Luke Smith was like, yeah, I'm going to be up front. You know, part of the reason why we changed the weapon system to what, what it is now is, you know, to help the balance team, right? We, we want to r- remove that, you know, randomness into yeah, yeah. In, in the system. Like teamwork. Teamwork. They wanted to see more emphasis on teamwork in the PVE activity. So specifically, uh, let's talk about the locked loadouts. That was really the backbone mm-hmm. of this this portion of the article. Locked loadouts in Destiny 2 can include your subclass and as well as your the weapons that you're taking in. And imagine a situation like in Vault of Glass or Crota's End or King's Fall and you're coming into, let's say, Golgoroth. You need to know who is going to be the player who's got x weapon or y weapon or oracles are a really good example that they gave from the article who's going to have a fusion rifle who's going to be using maybe nova bomb hey a defender titan would probably work better for this encounter it's going to cause players to communicate and have to work together more and i'm really excited about this how about you Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we all learned different strategies for different raid bosses or strike bosses for different subclasses. What worked better? We all remember like the Dotto videos going into the math. What's better? Melting point 
or weapons of light or tether and that was all really really great information now it's going to be like yeah you do that activity you have to stay stick with your loadout you can't just change oh let me put melting point on for this boss no it's it's going to be whatever you started with that's what you're going to have so let's let's hope that you uh that you wanted that ward of dawn or whatever we've had many shows with uh sort of controversial opinions about hoping that there are more roles in Destiny 2, right? More traditional MMO-style roles. You and I want to see some more support classes, maybe a tankier class. I think our ideas about this have kind of evolved over time and we're less centered or hoping on that. But this, in essence, really does implement that role idea. You can have a really high DPS player who's rocking the sniper rifle, and that's the role he's going to play throughout the raid, but it's not probably going to be that useful in the really you know, trash heavy mm-hmm. rush down style enemy fights where you need a shotgun player, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with with a Night Stalker in Destiny One when it introduced it, it was really like one of the only true support classes that was introduced in Destiny One. And it was like, yeah, I'm gonna run Night Stalker this time. Now with like the different class abilities, I'm thinking the Warlock Healing Rift, right? There's there's our healer that we kinda wanted, right? I mean it's it's a pseudo yeah. healer, right? You can still deal damage, mm-hmm. but it's an ability that's going to help you hold down that one specific location so like think of the pool in Golgoroth where the the bubble drops down and it enhances your damage output think of that as like your safe spot right drop the healing rift because you have that locked loadout or that specific loadout and class ability that you prepared for and you're gonna be able to survive a little bit longer there I think that's yeah I really like that Mm mm-hmm We've learned that the grenades are no longer going to be kind of like their Destiny 1 counterpart where they just were fairly useful for taking down (laughs) groups of trash mobs but not really useful against the bosses. Apparently now, when you throw out a boss, if it's, you know, the correct grenade, maybe the right, you know, boss for it, the effect is dramatic. Like, it does a lot of damage this time around, which is pretty cool. And abilities, Diddy, what's happening with cooldowns? Yep, they confirmed again. Cooldowns across the board, the base cooldowns for all the abilities and supers are just being reduced, right? You're going to be able to get those back much sooner than you were in the beta. And, uh, of course, as we saw, there are different armor abilities that will enhance those cooldowns as well. And uh, just going to rewind back to the, the grenades topic. I love this. Every time I hear, yeah, grenades are really good against bosses in Destiny 2 now, and I just always think of our good friend sassy whenever we're playing vault of glass atheon right whenever atheon spawns and it's not the the buff right after you do the oracles it's your grenades do full damage right your bullets don't do full damage because it's not the 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 buff yet but your grenades can do full damage so it's like oh yeah they they, you know it's kind of like that you know (laughs) nuke them melt them down and diddy i do believe we learned a while back it's atheon ah Uh, dang it, I forgot. <laughs> It'll uh, always be Atheon in our hearts. <laughs> always in our hearts. Hey, man, for all of your one, I'm, I'm calling it Yallerhorn. It's Gallerhorn. Deej even said it way. And I'm like, no, oh, it's the Norse mythology way, but I have succumbed. It's Gallerhorn. Deej has said it. No one goes against Deej. They talked again about 30 FPS versus the 60 FPS, and uh, Mark Noseworthy, I almost said Luke Smith, Mark Noseworthy basically said, we want to have 30 AI at once, large open spaces, six players, sometimes vehicles and dropships coming in. That's the Destiny experience we want, and that's where we're utilizing the CPU. A quote here. Could we make a Destiny game that ran at 60 FPS? Yes, but the space would be smaller, it would be less cooperative, and there would be fewer monsters to shoot. That is not the game we want to make. 
First and foremost, we're trying to make an incredible action game. We don't feel we've been held back by the choices we've made about the world simulation versus frame rate. In fact, we think we're offering a player experience you can't have elsewhere because of the choices we're making. But if frame rate is something that's really important to you, there is a platform now where you can spend as much money as you want to go as fast as possible." End quote. Uh, you guys know where I stand on this. <laughs> we're beating a dead horse. I think for a shooter, 60 FPS always. They faced a hard choice. I would have leaned towards worse visuals and maybe smaller spaces in 60 FPS, but that's not the experience that I think everybody would want. So I'm going to be playing on PC. I won't complain any longer. You know where I stand. Did he fire it away before I say something I regret? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to just spin it, right? If we think about it in terms of lore, right, in terms of what the story mode is, this is war, right? The Cabal are invading and stealing our light. So, and he's a he's a badass, right? He's yep. defeated us in that first Gaul's, homecoming Gaul's a bad mission. dude. And in order to do that, he's going to have to overrun us, and he's not going to do that by sending us waves of five enemies at a time. It's kind of yeah. like throwing a feather at a brick wall. It's not going to happen. So in terms of lore, right, they want to throw more enemies and more explosions and just more, more, more action at us, Michael Bay style, to you know overwhelm us and defeat us. So lore-wise, I, I understand. We want more enemies. They want it to feel like an awesome action game. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Just, yeah. Yep. So yeah. You, you don't want to dive into spend as much money as you want, no we're moving on i'm just kidding so they talked about boss fights and boss fights in destiny 2 they want to move away from bullet sponges and more encounters that require you to play the mechanic side of things that's sort of the paraphrase of this portion of the article you and i both love that we think that is the direction that destiny should absolutely go our favorite fight within the game skolos that that is a mechanically demanding fight where they set it up to where every member of your team especially pre-nerf needed to perform the mechanics correctly for you to take that boss down. Those are the types of encounters that we love the most. So, Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Skolos is a really great example. It was really one of those times where it's like, wow, this needs to be coordinated, right? There's only two other teammates there, and it's, it's difficult, right? I'm going to go back to Golgroth again because I think, in my mind, that's one of the greatest boss fights that I've ever encountered in Destiny, just... It's my opinion, right? And when we first encountered that, like, oh my God, this is the bullet sponge of bullet sponges. And then we learned the mechanic of the fight. And it's like, oh, no, he's not a bullet sponge. We just got to do this first. And it took that coordination and took that teamwork and took that communication to figure it out and actually defeat the boss. That's exactly the number one thing I'm looking forward to in Destiny 2, man, is raids the strikes, <laughs> learning these new encounters. And we're also going to get to try out the new Destiny tank, so hopefully that comes into play in a few of the strikes also. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the vehicles everything. will play a better role, right? Those pikes, <laughs> when you're doing the uh, the War Priest, it's like, who uses these? Whoever gets <laughs> on the pike, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you don't do that. You mean the Archon Priest, not the War Priest. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That, that kind of threw me off. For it's early in the morning. Early like, in the morning. What? There's a pike Wouldn't that in be the crazy? War Priest room? Oh my God, that <laughs> mind blown, right? No. You have to <laughs> launch the pike onto his platform to see which one of the runes is glowing. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> so, first person to get a pike into the War Priest room will send you a thousand DTS credits there you go monies dts monies we totally got all those stacking up over here we found out in the article and this is the big point 
the public events, the new like adventures and lost sectors, they don't unlock until the final third of the campaign. That's really cool to hear about. I, I don't know why it's cool to hear about other than the fact that I don't have to worry about getting sidetracked. <laughs> I'm going to dig deep into the campaign, and it sounds like once you're 65 70%, 80% through the, with the campaign, they really open up the game for you, which makes me think campaign mission-wise, you're probably going to be traveling all over the place into these larger, more grand-scale fights. Yeah, and this this bows really well to the progression system as well. Because if we think about progression and patrols and where they stood in Destiny 1, once you're like level 3 or 4, you can patrol. In fact, they force you to patrol to continue on, right? If you just played the story missions yeah. in Destiny 1, you're not going to be leveled up enough to do some of those later story missions, and you have to do the patrol missions or you know complete bounties or do strikes or whatever. You can't do the raid yet because you haven't beat the story. And it's... That actually bodes well, right? Because it's forcing you to, you know, actually progress through the story missions. Hopefully, we don't have to repeat them just to get the experience, but go through the story missions, and then you unlock that exploration aspect. That's that's going to be good. I'm one of those, like, kind of neurotic players who's, like, campaign, then side quest, <laughs> then multiplayer. But I'll always campaign first, right? I don't, I don't like... Get, it's a tick box. I don't like mixing and matching during the campaign. I want to knock it out first, and then dive into our longer quest lines and whatnot. So we're looking forward to Lost Sectors. They're basically going to be marked in the world with the little graffiti signs. And they're going to be like little caves and things that have battles. Yeah, we get to find them. Yep. And there's probably going to be lots of videos about, hey, I found this really secret one on Nessus. And check out what happens here in this boss mechanic and this cool drop if you play it on Wednesdays between 12 and 4 p.m. or something <laughs> like that. Who knows? Um we learned also that Nightfalls, if you're away and your clan members complete a Nightfall, you will get a reward package. We both mentioned last week, cool idea, just don't make the rewards the Nightfall tier rewards. Make them just little, yeah. like, I really think it's going to be, like, Mota Lights, Strange Coins, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just a, a short little package, small little package for you. Maybe cosmetic, your your ships spontaneously, spontaneously combust into blue flames while you're in space, which totally doesn't make sense because you're in space, right? You know the blue flames from the Nightfall, right? Your ship gets that buff now. So your ship oh, yeah. is on fire the whole oh, time. So your ship is going to get that rep b buff. That makes perfect yeah, sense. Right, because we're going to be able to use our ships. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's it for the Gadget Magazine article. And uh, one thing I put in the show notes here that's only going to take us about eight seconds is Gun Game would be a cool mode in Destiny, and I know we've talked about this on other Destiny the shows. I know it, right? Man, there... If there's one thing Call of Duty Black Ops did right was all the extra game modes that they yeah. used, right? They did the one gun, in the I chamber. Mean, they didn't create gun game, right? That was that was no, always no. a thing in, in the shooter realm. CS, I think. But was that was like my that. first, you know, dive into it. But gun game, uh, the one in the chamber, and just all those different things. It was super cool gun game. You start with the worst weapon in the game. Each kill, you level up and you get that next weapon. And you get finally get to like one of the most difficult weapons to use in the game, and uh, you get the final kill, and you win the game. Think about that. Destiny 2, I think that's entirely possible because each weapon has a static role, right? There's no randomness to the perks anymore, right? It's going to be, yeah, the devil you know is going to be that static role. That's the weapon you start with, and you're going to go over to the Felwinter's Lie, and then over to the Icebreaker, and then the Galahorn, and then you're going to... 
end up using no land beyond to get that final kill or sleeper simulant or whatever difficult weapon is is used to play in destiny so i mean that would be that would be awesome i i love that game i would love to see it in destiny too so we're not just three weeks away divvy and i must say it's been a roller coaster of emotion this summer some good some bad (laughs) ups and downs but now with the finish line in sight i can clearly say i'm really excited to just sort of settle into another destiny experience You and I took our time with Rise of Iron, and I think that made it a more enjoyable experience for us. Instead of House of Wolves, we did a sprint. Like, both you and I took a couple days off work and just grinded it. It was super fun. And then Taken King took a day or two off work. Took a week off work. So fun. It was (laughs) so fun. Taken King was awesome. And so it's really easy to forget about, like, those experiences, those really high points in my Destiny memories. Destiny 2, like, they've definitely kept things under wrap for the most parts to keep players' surprises at a maximum. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to this, and I hope our listeners are as well. That's my little ending speech there. Anything to add, Diddy? No. I mean, yeah, just like we said, recapping, join us in the Discord for to talk about, you know, Destiny 2 yeah. and what, what we're going to happen, and uh, about the clans as well. We're going to make an announcement there, discord.me slash show. We're going to be able to uh, just chat about everything there. If you have any concerns, you have any suggestions, let us know. We're both active on the uh, the Discord, and uh, yep. it's going to pick up, right? We got the PC. It's going to get way more active. Yeah, for for the PC beta coming up through the twenty eighth, uh, the twenty eighth August twenty eighth through the thirty first. PC LFG, find your PC mates over on the Destiny the Show Discord and have a good time. Now, of course, you won't have the Discord overlay in Destiny two on the PC because of details that we talked about previously but you'll be able to uh to chat with them nonetheless yep so thanks everyone for listening thanks for supporting destiny the show since launch since before launch i mean we are over three years into this adventure and it's about to begin its next chapter so thanks for the support everybody if you want to follow us go to twitter at destiny the show you can learn about all of the links from today and more on our website destinytheshow.com you can follow me at pvk dragoon on both twitter and youtube and Diddy, man, where can you find that guy on the internet? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Have an awesome week, and we'll talk with you next time.